on maynard.com.au. AU! Oops! All right, we're real proud and happy to be part of Countdown. Now, tonight at St. Kilda, the Palace is our last show in Melbourne. And Tuesday and Wednesday, we're in Adelaide Hilton. But right now... Happy New Year, Aussies! My long friends of many, many years, many decades. Regards to DJ Maynard, thank you for reminding me to send this greeting. I want to thank all of you for keeping village people, the classic village people, still alive in your hearts. Uh, The memories that I have for decades, 39 visits to Australia, like really, who does that? And every year, since Can't Stop the Music debuted all around Australia, you Aussies fell in love with it and you get the camp. I love that. You truly get the camp. You don't take anything serious. And that's what makes you guys so wondrous and fabulous. And every year, Channel 9 plays Can't Stop the Music on television. And then you guys go toward the fireworks on the Harbor Bridge. And then it's New Year's. And last year, this year, earlier this year, you guys came in with the late, great Olivia Newton-John. May she rest in peace. And you played Xanadu into Can't Stop. Then the fireworks. What an evening. Can that? Is that incredible? So, again, thank you all. May you all be blessed. I will return. I'm working on some real big projects. I'm coming out of retirement. Doesn't suit me well. And Maynard, stay zany. And we threw him in the pool one day after an interview in a hotel. I'll tell that story, Maynard. Happy New Year, Australia. I love you all. Hi, I'm David Hodo. I'm Felipe Rose. From the Village People. This is <laughs> Channel B. Oh, but yeah, I'm not. Hi, I'm David Hodo. I'm Felipe Rose. From the Village People. This is Channel V. We want to wish you a happy Mardi Gras. Yay! Bye bye! One, three, two, three! Just like the old days. You know, he loves that water. He needed a bath anyway. (laughs) We had this abusive relationship (laughs) with Maynard. My time is now! Village People, perhaps the most exciting film ever made in the history of motion pictures, would have to be Can't Stop the Music. We're going to celebrate that and warm it up for you as you're watching it later tonight. Look at this set, hey? Check this out. Sure, bit of the movie going on there. By the way, that is the Blu-ray version. The version that will be screened on Channel 9 perhaps later will be... Uh, it's coming off VHS, I think, but they're going to clean the heads and see how it looks tonight. It'll look fantastic. First of all... Bruce Jenner, Mm-mm. Caitlyn Jenner, and in fact, this is the Bible. You go to the Holy Bible of what to do in any situation, and you'll find that the novel of Can't Stop the Music has it there for you. And I believe it's Samantha herself who says in her first meeting with Caitlyn, things are going to be different in the 80s, so you better get used to it. Do you know something? I don't judge people, I accept them. There isn't a person who breathes who doesn't have certain peculiarities. And as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, it's all right with me. Yeah, but where do you draw the line? with uptight squares like you? 
Really? We thought referring to Caitlin this evening. Let's have a look at a few of the formats I've got this on. First of all, the way most of you probably would have initially seen it, an LP, lots of great photos. By the way, this movie was uh, made in 1979 and was released in America a couple of days before the old disco bubble broke. I think the day that the movie was released in America was the last day of Lips Inc. with Funky Town at number one, which uh, according to a legend was the last number one disco in America single. I don't know about that. I mean, come on, pump up the volume. Oh, that's right, that wasn't that big in America. But anyway, look, you've got the book, you've got this, you've got different formats of it too. This is what they'll be popping into the player at Channel 9 later on. They've got their VHS copy. This is mine. Uh, I've been looking after mine, but uh, I think, I believe that a copy of this turned up when the first fleet arrived in Australia. Of course, they couldn't do much with it until about the 1980s, and then they found the VCR player to pop it in. And it's been on Channel 9 almost every New Year's Eve ever since. Occasional turn up on New Year's Day occasionally for those at the after party. There it is, the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray, which only came out, I think 2019 that came out. And it is so good that while you're watching, you can actually see the film grain here in some of the darker shots. You can see the film grain. Oh, look. Steve Gutenberg. Now, of course, everyone knows about Mike Nesmith from the Monkees. Mike Nesmith from the Monkees, of course, his mum invented liquid paper. And did you know, Steve Gutenberg's dad invented the printing press. In fact, the original name of this movie, I think, was going to be called Gutenberg Bible. Didn't quite work, but oh, here's Felipe making his entrance into the movie here. Look at that. Felipe Rose, native South American Indian. Cool. Indeed. And uh, hello to Felipe if you're watching. And hello to any of the members of Village People, original or not, that may be watching. But right now, can't mail. Can't stop the music. Can't mail. Can't! <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Shatner. But if you've got some, send it in right here, because we'll be interested in looking at that in the live chat room. But right now, one of the greatest proponents, in fact, one of the greatest Village People fanatics, is Mr. Tim Ferguson, and here he is to, uh, well, say what he has to say about the legendary movie that is Can't Stop the Music. Take it away, Tim. Tell us all about it. Can't Stop the Music? Well, we know what that's a metaphor for. It's for dancing, and we know what dancing is a metaphor for. It's for that thing that dare not speak its name that you've been doing recently, you know, that thing that you don't even, you're not even allowed to say the word in public. You can't stop the music. Jim, for the last decade, you've been repeatedly quoted in the press as saying this movie, frankly, isn't gay enough. It's not gay enough, but you can't stop the music. I mean, they're walking around. I mean, there's guys pretending that they work on the roads, for God's sake. Okay, okay, you can stop the music, but only once a year. So if you will, would you mind greeting, please, uh, the top group, I guess, in the whole world at the moment. Here they are, the village people. Look out. Here you go.
in, uh, in, case you, in case you've tuned in late <laughs> and you think we're completely out of our minds, we're not. One of the reasons for all the carry-on is we've just been visited by the, the, uh, the hottest group in the entire world, the village people. And right at this moment, they're all lined up back there because they're going to do a number for us. Let me tell you, if you're in Melbourne, I don't know if you still can get tickets. Tomorrow night, uh, the boys are here again down here in Melbourne. And in Sydney at the Horton Pavilion on Friday, June the 6th. That's when they're going to be. And from what we hear, the best concert ever to come to the country. Here's the village, people. Look out.
Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Um, yeah, welcome back to You Can Start the Music. Uh, I was just admiring that Samantha and Ron in character there. Look at that. Very nice. That's the way you should dress on a date, people. Oh, hello. Another great shot of Felipe in there from the novel. So many great photos in this book. I can just talk about this book all night, but we won't. We've got many other things to talk about, including other Village People releases we've got here. Just sort of look at them. And of course, we've got the Token Richard family one over there. I've got a couple of their ones. Pretty good. American Generation, one of their best ones. And they're great. Give me a break. One of the great moments in the movie. Give me a break. Definitely. Unnecessary upskirt action being filmed in it. Don't know why. But, you know, Alan Carr was the producer, so anything goes on this. And Nancy Walker was the director. She had directed many things for television, and she was the housekeeper on Macmillan and Wife. That's where I knew her best from. Nancy Walker passed away about 10 years after she made this movie. Let's talk about the history of Can't Stop the Music or Disco Land Where the Music Never Stops, its original title. David Hodo, the construction worker in Village People, was reading the script for this for the first time backstage, I think it was Madison Square Gardens where uh, Village People were performing that night, and uh, he threw the script across the room. He uses words like boo, bad, other things. That was the very early script, and as you can see, it got much better from there. When it came out, the premiere was fantastic. And as you can see here, all the excitement of the opening night premiere when it opened in Los Angeles. Look at that. That's my kind of movie. People have a go at this movie because it's so easy to have a go at. And a disco movie that came at the end of disco is pretty easy to blame for the whole thing. A lot of people went along in Australia to see this movie and really enjoyed it. Some on roller skates, most not. It was at the Royal Theatre in Newcastle. It was up and down George Street, all over the place. And in little cinemas in the suburbs where people for the first time went, hey, I wouldn't mind getting around like that. And you know what? Those people were absolutely right. What's that I hear? It's time for Can't Mail. Can't Mail. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to talk about some fashion here. I actually threw out some fashion on my Facebook page a little bit earlier. I'll put on my glasses now because you can tell I'm talking about fashion and I'm talking seriously. Tim Geisha-Sam does write that most of the fashion in Can't Stop the Music is a, uh, uh, the word is monstrosity is what he used, but it is pretty fabulous. I don't, he, look, I think he was meaning it in a good way. Can you make, yeah, anyway. <clears throat> also, Sonia Basil uh, said she loves everything to do with this movie. Uh, Sky Boots uh, says that she's a big fan of, a lot of people are a fan of Lulu's Dress. This is Lulu's Dress of Bows, which finally turns up in the final scene and the dressing room scenes at the end and on the stage for the big finish. It's pretty special, and yeah, it's, it's got bows. It's got bows and bows for miles. The Breadstick Lady. Breadstick Lady appears twice in the movie, both times hitting people with breadsticks. I think she gives Steve Gutenberg whose dad invented the printing press, a whack on the bum as he goes past in the uh, opening. And then she gets her own breadstick vengeance back onto her. And she has good fashion too. I mean, that hat, come on, where can you get a hat like that now? Nowhere, I tell you. But right now, let's have a chat with Alan Carr himself. I was lucky enough to get an interview with him. Unfortunately, it was only an audio interview on Channel V, but uh, we put some vision in there of Alan Carr nonetheless. It was only, oh, I think six or eight months before he died of liver cancer, and he was very happy to talk about all his work on Can't Stop the Music. The late, great Alan Carr. 
One of my favourite yeah. films of all yeah. time is Can't Stop the Music. Now, it wasn't as big a success as Grease, but here in Australia, it did very well, didn't it, Alan? Yeah, it actually outgrossed The Godfather to show you how big it was. We wow. had, you know, a giant premiere for Grease, and then we had an even bigger pr premiere for Can't Stop the Music. Wow. So I love Australia because they're the, the, the nicest people in the world, and they were so terrific to me and my movies. Um, I mean, I, I can't wait to come back. Thank you, Alan Carr. Go see Greece now. Yes, you take that. That's good advice, Steve Gutenberg, whose dad invented the, uh, the Bible, I think. Oh, hang on, look. I've just been also looking at what are the best songs on this soundtrack. Oddly enough, there's not been a special version of the soundtrack released on CD as far as I know. There's only just the tracks on this that are actually on the standard album, but it sounds fantastic on CD. The 12-inch of Can't Stop the Music isn't even on there as well, but the 12-inch is available on a record that I've transferred to CD, the Jacques Morali soundtrack, which is very difficult to get, but if you can get it, it's all the instrumental work he wrote, as long as the full-length version of the 12-inch on there as well. Jacques Morali doing Singing Juggler from Can't Stop the Music soundtrack. I'm a singing juggler. I'm a yeah. singing juggler. That's got a sort of general or, or how would you describe it in another language that I cannot speak. When it comes to the best song on the Can't Stop the Music soundtrack, I just love Can't Stop the Music. It's a great track. Uh, wind is mentioned quite a lot and it does have lots of hip thrusting in any version you watch. Let's have some cant mail. Mail. Lisa Murray, it's almost impossible to find your favourite song on Can't Stop the Music, particularly if you don't like the movie. But if you do like the movie, it's even harder. But she likes The Sound of the City. And as I like to say, it's not New Year's Eve until Gutenberg has skated down Broadway. You'll find that in your life as well as you get older. And Virginia Music likes Sound of the Music. I see, that's the problem. So you've got music in your name, and that's also in the title of another movie that's a musical. But don't worry about that, Virginia. Virginia Music says she loves Sound of the City as well, but she's quite partial to S -S 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 Samantha. S -S 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 And she says, hot gossip dances. You've got the hot gossip choreographer, Arlene Phillips. I don't think they are the hot gossip dancers. Here are the hot gossip dancers in case you're wondering what they looked like and what moves they did. But I don't think these dancers are the same because apparently they have dancers in the United States as well. Cartmail, David Chinazi writes, gotta be the milkshake. Yep, David, a good pick. Sky Boots say any music that goes with the breadstick lady. I'm a singing juggler. I'm a singing juggler. Now this breadstick lady is really catching on. We only mentioned her a little bit earlier in the show. There are people out there who not only love the breadstick lady, they want to be the breadstick lady. Like uh, Peter Young in Orange, New South Wales. 
I think he's captured the very essence of the performance of the breadstick lady there. Well done, Pete. Very good. I can see you winning an ARIA award, or, or maybe, you, maybe you'll be the mayor of Gosford one day with that kind of behaviour. But as far as the best song, as I said, the actual title track here, and let me tell you, they are knocking out of the park as a group here across Australia, Village People. And remember what I said about the hip thrusting? And is it just me, or does David Hodo just seem a little bit overexcited during this? Simpson, who is the policeman, and the, uh, this cowboy here is... And I'm Randy Jones. Well, I'm Randy Jones, and this construction worker is... David Hodo. Hello, David. And the Indian... Felipe Rose. How are you? Good. Oh, this is Graham Baker, our props man. <laughs> <laughs> What's I'm, I'm Glenn Hughes. Glenn Hughes. There you are. And this fella? Alex Briley. Alex Briley. Would you yeah. more welcome? Your group is a cast group, and you were all sort of doing different things before you got together with this one. What were you doing? I was a backup singer for Bobby Humphrey, a jazz flautist. Uh-huh. And what sense. were you doing? I was a toll collector at the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel in New York. <laughs> Would you say that again? I was a toll collector at the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel in New York. You must have felt at home, though, when you came to Sydney and saw the toll collectors on the bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right at home. Is it an exciting job, toll collecting? Uh, if you make it. <laughs> I mean, did you have to put out your hand and get the money, or would you have machines? Well, yeah, no, we had to put my hand out to take the money, but I usually kind of did. <laughs> break up the monotony, you know. You've got to bring you know. a bit of a or anything, haven't you? And what were you doing before you became a village person? Boogieing. <laughs> Are you Indian? Half and... Half and half. and half and... <laughs> You're sort of a Heinz, are you? A bit of everything. I'm just passing. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, our construction worker, what, what were you doing before? I was pretty much a professional thrill seeker. <laughs> Would you like to explain what thrills you were seeking? Just some good cheap ones. I found them. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what about our cowboy? I was a professional thriller. A professional thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I think your life, your life story's on the screen. At, your life story's on the screen in Sydney at the moment with Richard Gere starring in it, right? Ah, uh, no, not exactly. No, I was and as an actor. our cop, what were you? Uh, I was singing with my singing with my sister, Valerie Simpson. 
Aha. Right. Yeah, right. He comes from a famous family. Oh, a famous family, yeah. right. <laughs> did, you, did you pick the outfit yourself, or were you told you'll be a cop, you'll be a... I think I'd wear something like this. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So you were just told to be a construction worker, that was the deal? It was pretty much cast. They said, you're going to wear a hard hat, you're going to wear a cowboy hat, you're going to wear a leather hat. Yeah, and you're going to wear an Indian's outfit. Mm-hmm. And he you was born you brought in that this. with him. <laughs> you brought your own outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fellas, welcome to Australia. I hope the movie goes well for you. And of course, you've got a concert tour coming up. Yeah. You were playing all the capital cities? Uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Well, I hope you have a great time. I think it'll make a lot of people very happy. The village people, folks. Give them a <laughs> Them, a very serious spot is next in today's show. Wow! Village people. As you can see, I've got a few albums around here, as well as some by the Ritchie family. Give me a break. Yes. And that used to be Triple J's copies. So that would have been played on the Triple J Disco Show, which went there on Saturday nights with Rusty Nails. Yes, before the dance show, there was the disco show. Uh, and of course, there we have uh, them from the Arabian Nights. Look at that. That's pretty cool. And then we've got village people, Fox on the Box. More Richie family, African Queens. Nice. Cruising from the village people. And of course, the wonderful movie we find ourselves in now. Oh, look, as you'll see on the screen here, this is what is known as the Lazzi, as the Italians might call it. The Lazzi of the Lasagna, about to go on here. This is uh, performed at the National Institute of Dramatic Art. Many major dance groups in the US perform it. You have to perform this to get into RADA in the UK. I've got a party invite. Now, if you're really quick, you might be able to give Rosemary a ring and get along to the after party for the Sydney screening of Can't Stop the Music in 1980. I hear the party was pretty good. So uh, let's hope you can get on to Rosemary there. She's waiting for your call. How about that actual invitation to the party? One of my most treasured possessions, even though I think this was given to me by Annette Chunois. Thank you very much for giving it to me. So many great lines in this movie. Here's an example of just a few that you may remember. The 70s are dead and gone. The 80s are going to be something wonderfully new and different. My time is now! Village, people! That's fantastic! I don't understand why a good-looking girl like you is down here in the village with a bunch of... I don't know what! You know, I never dated a girl with a, a male roommate. Well, this is the 80s, darling. You're going to see a lot of things you've never seen before. So I laugh, I cry, I go on welfare. I am an unmarried, unemployed woman. Nice box. How fat are you? Enormous! I've blown up like the Hindenburg. Uh, fantastic. Love I adore San Francisco. My favorite ex-husband lives there. One more time. Do the shake! Do the shake! The higher echelon of Madison Avenue feels that it may be too controversial for their American family image. Corporate thinking sucks. Leatherman don't get nervous. Leatherman don't get nervous. Oh, yes, they do. I am now the number one roadie for the village people, and I will have them dressed and ready to go on. Ah, oh, the Indian is hot. I go for exotic types. 
particularly when they're half naked. My favourite is from James. James, tell us what you are and what you do. I'm James and Flames my games. As well as Breadstick Lady, as well as Breadstick Lady, who only appears twice, but is incredibly memorable in the film. Something I'd like you to watch out for is the guy looking at the camera for no apparent reason. Well, he knows why he's doing it, that's for sure. In almost the final scene, there's a crane shot that goes over the crowd. Everybody, every extra, every person is facing the village people except this one guy, and he's doing this. Oh, I'm in the film, watch me on the one, waving at the camera. It's Dave, there's Dave. Dave's in the film, waving at the camera. That's a great moment. Make sure you don't miss it. Can't stop the music. What a film. Body, body, wanna feel my body, body. Turn it out, my body, body. I used to be a 98-pound weakling, but I've always had a big voice. But I can hear the movie Can't Stop the Music approaching right now. But before we do, look at this. I've been lucky enough to be given this. It's a Front cover of the Rolling Stone, April 1979. And they finally do a big story about the big disco bands and uh, village people on the front cover there. Look at that. That's very impressive. By the way, Valerie Perrine, not very well at the moment. If you go to Valerie Perrine's Facebook page, you can donate to her health fund. Of course, she's good in this film. She's good in Superman. So Valerie, I can hear the movie coming now, it's getting even closer. What I want you to take away from this is, if you have a roadblock in your life, you have something not going quite right, be like the leather man. Get up there and sing a completely inappropriate Irish folk song. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. From glen to glen and down the mountainside. And like many other inspirational movies, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show or I Heard the Mermaid Singing or other ones that no one understands, this is the scene you need to take away. When Caitlin is at a lowest, when she's been sacked as a lawyer, Samantha comes up to her, asks her what she's going to do, and she tells us what she's going to do in no uncertain terms. How could you just up and quit your job like that? Uh, why not? I'm the lawyer for the hottest new group in show business, the village people. Go like this into the world, people. Go like the fishes in the sea. Go like the rainbow parrots in the tea tree of life. Village people? That's fantastic! Go! But remember, you can't stop the music. Come on, let's watch that film. Gutenberg's gonna skate down Broadway any minute now.